Welcome to Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Marty teaches us verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, through the Word of God. To listen to any of these messages in their entirety or to find out more about our fellowship, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Let's listen in to today's message, and may the Lord richly bless you. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt His tenderness see? Who through life has been my guide? one mouth for a reason. You should listen twice as much as you speak. And uh, some of you are thinking, amen, brother. But uh, here's the thing. This, this relative, he thinks, oh, I'm going to be able to get rich, have more property, more in my portfolio. I'll take it. But Boaz knew this. And he says, well, wait a second, friend. There's a catch. Verse 5. Then Boaz said, on the day you buy the field from the hand of Naomi, you must also buy it from Ruth the Moabitess the wife of the dead, to perpetuate the, uh, perpetuate the name of the dead through his inheritance. And so this man, he's, Boaz is smart. He had a plan here. He says, there's a catch. If you take the land, you also have to take this Gentile woman, not just any Gentile. Remember I told you the Moabite women were, were uh, very low esteemed in Israel because of the judgment that was brought upon Israel because of the Moabites. There was a curse put on them for ten generations, and Ruth just happened to be in the eleventh generation. But think about this. This man thinks it's going to be easy just to get this land, but remember this. This man, we're going to find out, is most likely married with sons of his own. And so just imagine, he has to marry this. Remember, she's much younger. The Moabites were known for their beauty. (laughs) Ladies, think about this, okay, from your perspective. He would have to take her as a bride and raise up children of his own. So he would have to take her with him, this younger, beautiful, Moabite, Gentile woman. He'd have to take her home and say, honey, look what I brought home. (laughs) Hey, how well do you think that'd go over? Uh, But look at how he quickly changed his tune, verse 6. And the close relative said, I cannot redeem it for myself, lest I ruin my own inheritance. You redeem my right of the redemption for yourself, for I cannot redeem it. And this thing where it says I, he didn't want to ruin his own inheritance, that's how we know he had sons from another wife, because he had obviously distributed his land among his sons for inheritance. And what would happen now is if he had to take this younger, beautiful wife home and have children with her to raise up a family, all of those sons would then be allotted part of that land. And he's like, no, this is way too much drama for that mama. You know what I mean? He's like, no way. No way. But Boaz, he knew. He knew all of this going into the meeting. He's very wise, and he knows that Ruth is no ordinary Gentile. She's no ordinary Moabite. She's younger, she's beautiful, yes. But what made her truly beautiful in Boaz's eyes was she's a follower of the one true God of Israel. And so we know from Boaz's own family, he would have been very compassionate to a Gentile woman. To a Moabite, because remember who his mom is, Rahab, the Gentile rescued from Jericho, Rahab the harlot, who got who was brought in not only to the to the family of Israel, but we we will see she's also in the line of Jesus Christ, obviously. 
it's such a beautiful thing. And Boaz, he doesn't seem to have any complicated attachments. He's not married. He doesn't have children, seemingly. And so as quickly as the man nearest, the kinsman, who should have been the kinsman, as soon as he hears this news, he turns a 180 and says, no, you go ahead. He, he says, uh, it's all yours, Boaz. But really what he's saying is, she's all yours. He'd like the land, but he's not taking her with it. And last week, again, I mentioned how many pictures and types are in this. And here we see in chapter 4 another beautiful picture and type. I mentioned this briefly last week. Um, we had a closer relative who failed us. He was not able to redeem us. His name was Adam. We had a closer kinsman, but he failed. He might have been willing, but he was not able. He didn't qualify. But the last Adam, which is what the scripture calls Jesus, the last Adam, the second Adam, the next relative in line, he is the one who redeemed us. 1 Corinthians 15, 45 says this, And so it is written, the first man Adam became a living being. In his flesh he was alive. But look at this, the last Adam became a life-giving spirit. It's through Christ we find, we find eternal life. And in the same way in this chapter, we know in the flesh, the first kinsman, he couldn't redeem this Gentile bride. But a bigger, more powerful thing is happening here. A prophetic spiritual union was about to be made. God's divine providence, as I spoke about, is working in all of this natural course of history. It's working even in the natural, even though it's spiritual. And this kinsman and his Gentile bride, we're going to see this beautiful spiritual connection that's going to happen. And the second, the last kinsman, was willing and able. Boaz is willing and able. The first was willing but not able. He faltered in redeeming this Gentile bride. But the last kinsman was not only willing, he was able. Just as our kinsman is willing and able, and he's qualified. I talked about the four different areas of the kinsman redeemer last week. I won't go back into that. But we know that he was to redeem the family, to raise up a family of his own through this woman, through the widow. And we see this beautiful picture with Boaz redeeming and taking this Gentile bride. And we saw this strange law in Deuteronomy 25. It's strange to us, but how they would solve a matter. If someone was unwilling or unable to be the kinsman, then we know that the woman was to go up and spit in his face, <laughs> okay? Take his sandal. He was to give her his sandal. And then he would have the reputation in all of Israel from that day forward of having his sandal removed. And again, to us it sounds silly and strange. But this meant he was unwilling, unable, or um, disqualified to be the kinsman redeemer. And it wasn't a reputation you wanted in Israel because they took this very serious. But I want us to notice something else. Another parallel here. Ruth could not redeem herself. Ruth was an outsider. This didn't apply to her. Boaz had to do it on her behalf. He had to go up to the city gates. He had to go to the legal proceeding. He had to go through these measures and these things to protect her, but also because she was not able he had to do it for her. And in the same way, our kinsman redeemer did the same thing for you and I. He went to the cross. He took up us as an inheritance to raise up a family. And we went from darkness to light. We went from outcasts to sons and daughters. Think about that for a second. And look at how we see this done officially in our chapter, verses 7 through 9. Now this was the custom in former times in Israel concerning redeeming and exchanging. To confirm anything, one man took off his sandal and gave it to the other. And this was a confirmation in Israel. Therefore, the close relative said to Boaz, buy it for yourself. So he took off his sandal, and Boaz said to the elders and all the people, you are witnesses this day that I have bought all that was Elimelech's and all that was Kilion's and Malhan's from the hand of Naomi. So Boaz wanted to make sure he did this legally and publicly. 
And I just want you to think about how our Lord went to the cross. He did it legally and publicly. Our kinsman redeemer went to the cross willingly, despising the shame. He went to it willingly. He did it publicly under the laws of the land. We know he fulfilled the law, but he did it publicly and willingly. What a beautiful thing. Boaz did all these things under the law, and so did our kinsman. And then we see this beautiful picture in the same way in verse 10. This kinsman also require, or acquires this Gentile bride. Moreover, it says, Ruth the Moabitess, the widow of Malhan, I have acquired as my wife to perpetuate the name of the dead through his inheritance, that the name of the dead may not be cut off from among his brethren and from his position at the gate. You are witnesses this day. And I love this. I absolutely love that where it says to perpetuate the name of the dead through his inheritance. This is exactly what our kinsman redeemer, our Boaz, the one greater than Boaz did. This is what the Lord did for you and me. Back in 1 Corinthians 15 again, we read in verse 20 through 22. But now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since by one man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. Do you understand? In Adam we were dead. We were dead. Dead in our sins. We had no hope. And Adam couldn't redeem us. He, even if he wanted to, he didn't qualify. He was not able. We were dead in our trans, uh, transgressions. But Christ, through all of this, through the death on the cross, publicly and legally, his death on the cross, he paid the price for you and me. That's the ransom. His blood paid the price. Understand, the last thing Christ said on the cross, Te telestai. It is finished. That's how we, how we translate it. But it's an accounting term. It's an accounting term that literally means all accounts paid for. That's what it means. He paid the price of our redemption. Our kinsman, our Boaz, the one greater than Boaz, did it publicly. He did it legally. He did it willingly. And he paid our price. Because our first, our closest relative couldn't redeem us. He failed. But Christ redeemed us. And know this, just like Ruth, we can't save ourselves. We couldn't redeem ourselves. I love what Pastor John Corson said. He, he wrote this. It is only when you stop trying to earn your salvation and merit brownie points with God in your Christian walk that you are free. Once you realize your rules and regulations, joining the right clubs, working on the right committees, and being nice to your dog and cat will not redeem you. You look to your greater than Boaz. You look to Jesus Christ. You see, it's not what you're doing that counts. It's what he has done that matters. Look, whoever it is in this room, maybe it's all of us, I don't know. If you are now trying to earn it, just stop. You can't earn it. He did it all. He is your redeemer. He's your kinsman. He is the only one qualified. We can't earn salvation. And even after salvation, the works we do are for love. We do those things, the will of God. We align our lives with the will of God so that we can be used by Him because we love Him, because He redeemed us, because He was willing and able, because He loved us enough to go to that cross. This has been Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again, or any other in their entirety, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in Southeast Nampa, and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. For more information visit our website.
Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. Hi folks, Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay in grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the Southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off Greenhurst and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, golgothafellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you and remember to hold fast.